Okay, everyone, uh, this is kind of an abbreviated entry into my Mac podcast 364. There was an event that happened the day after Gaz and I recorded, and I, I can't find Gaz online, but, but I found someone else who has just a tiny, tiny bit of experience with Apple and Apple products and podcasting. And I thought you were going to say tiny, tiny brain. Well, I thought that's where you were going with that. Well, or tiny, it would have been accurate. Don't get me wrong; it's completely accurate. But, yeah. <laughs> it's tiny, tiny appendage of some kind. Um, well, of course, there's uh, the big news. Actually, you called me because I hadn't heard this yet. I guess this happened uh, probably while I was on my way home from work. So, why don't you lead into it? Yeah, uh, today being Wednesday, uh, kind of a historic day, I guess. Uh, August twenty fourth, twenty eleven. Steve Jobs stepped down as CEO of Apple Computer, well, of Apple Incorporated, I guess I should say. And uh, it's kind of a sad day. I mean, it, it's also kind of strange guy in that, did you actually introduce me? I don't know if you did or not. No, but I think people know who you are right now. <laughs> okay, my name is Tim Robertson. <laughs> hey, I'm Tim. the host of Tech Man. Um, yeah, it's kind of a sad day, guy. I mean, look, we all expected this day to come. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let, let, let's be honest. He, Steve Jobs has been heroically battling um, pancreatic cancer for a long time. Yeah. And and we all knew that a day was going to come that he would step down as CEO. And Apple obviously had a succession plan in place. And that was Tim Cook is going to, who's been acting as CEO for quite a while now, to be honest. Yeah, pro uh, if I had to guess, I would say probably, years. yeah, mostly for the, like the last two years. <laughs> I think uh, Steve Jobs' um, input, considering his his you know, various medical problems, has probably been somewhat limited. I don't know. You know, you, you, a person like Steve Jobs is very hands-on guy, and while he may not be driving to work every day, you knew damn well. Oh yeah, conference calls and, and every, yeah, there, there, nothing was going on in Apple without Steve Jobs' input. But that being said, the day-to-day -day operations, obviously, that's been Tim Cook for a while. Yeah, and the rest of the, the Apple management team. So, you know, Steve Jobs is, is never one to uh, ramble on, thankfully. Yeah, not, me. not like us. <laughs> not like us. And so his uh, part of his letter said, I have always said, if there ever came a day when I could no longer meet my duties and expectations as Apple CEO... I would be the first to let you know. Unfortunately, that day has come. I hereby resign as CEO of Apple. I would like to serve, if the board sees fit, as chairman of the board, director, and Apple employee. As far as my successor goes, I strongly recommend that we execute our succession plan and name Tim Cook as CEO of Apple. I believe Apple's brightest and most innovative days are ahead of it. And I look forward to watching and contributing to a success in a new role. Yeah. I have made uh, some of the best friends at Apple. I thank you all for the many years of being able to work alongside you, Steve. And short and uh, sweet Reuters to the point. Yeah, Reuters is reporting that Jobs has already been named the new chairman, and that Tim Cook has already been elected CEO. Yeah, so I'm, this uh, is a done deal. I didn't get the call that they were. I was even a contention guy. Uh, I'm a little upset about that. Well, I, I did. I did. I did send that tweet. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at after uh, hours, hours trading right now. It's uh, mm -hmm. it, it's already down almost nineteen dollars, five percent, which I guess yeah, isn't a real know, big surprise. 
No, I'm not shocked by that at all. I am surprised that Apple would make this announcement midweek. Usually, when Apple has something, but why wait until why wait until Tuesday? I mean, or you know, why not wait until the end of the week? Well, that that's kind of my question to you. I mean, Apple usually makes these types of announcements after hours on a Friday if it's negative. That way, it it lessens the impact on the stock market. And yet, midweek, Apple steps down as CEO. Or Steve Jobs steps down as CEO. Not Apple. Yeah, what did I say? You said Apple stepped down as CEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, it's been a long day at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and, and my audio quality isn't as good as it should be, and that's because I'm sitting in a hotel in Chicago, guy. Yeah, well, you're, you're Cylon in a little bit, but, but not enough to make that much of a difference. Uh, I think part of the reason why they may have done this a little bit earlier instead of waiting until Friday is maybe they wanted to limit you know, over the course of the week, the amount of damage that might come to the stock. I mean, if they did it on a Friday, right after trading hours, can you imagine how much the stock could have gone down before, you know, the opening of uh, trading on Monday? Whereas now it it gives them, you know, the, the stock, of course, is immediately going to come down as it is right now, but it'll give everyone a little bit of time over the next three days or two days. Well, if someone, if a, if a reporter wants to get a hold of Apple, they don't have to wait three days to do so. Yeah, um, you know it, they have immediate response. So in that respect, I guess yeah, it makes sense. But it's still very not the norm for Apple to make an announcement, a negative announcement in the middle of the week. Um, yeah, it, it is sad news. I mean, when when the when Steve Jobs came back to Apple. In 1997, it was as an acting CEO. Yeah, the and, interim. Actually, they yeah, well, called he, himself he, the I CEO. CEO. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And and let's be honest, when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, Apple was in very bad shape. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And and he has resurrected Apple in a way that nobody could is almost it's 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 uncanny and almost inhuman. Inhuman, how he could do that. Um, other than maybe the G4 Cube, I don't think he had a miss in there anywhere. Uh, what I, about I, the uh, the iPod Hi-Fi or socks? Yeah, iPod socks. But see, that, <laughs> but neither one of those were like mainstream. No, no, no they you know, it, it, they were side businesses, if you will. They were accessories. Yeah, but Steve Jobs leading Apple single-handedly. Back from the changed dead. the technology world, not just computers, the world. We we got the iMac, we got the iPod. super thin laptops, the iPod, the iPhone, the and which I think other than the Apple Macintosh itself, the greatest device they've ever made, the iPad. Yeah. I mean yeah. It, it, Well in, in a lot of ways in a lot of ways the iPad is probably more likely the future of computing as compared to the Macintosh. I think the, the you know, I think what we're seeing is the, the steady decline of desktop computing. And it's not going to go away. You know, obviously people are going to need big iron in, you know, certain capacities, but we're at the point where, you know, almost all content that you could put on, you know, all digital content is obviously digital. It, it's reduced in size to the point where, you don't need these these big honking hard drives, either that or it's online where you can just stream it to whatever type of device you have. 
So little by little, the kinds of things that made up desktop computers and laptop computers, they're starting to kind of fade in significance. And I think devices like the iPhone and the iPad, where you've got something very powerful that's just sitting right there in your pocket that's very light and easy to use, is, is the future of computing. I think the iPad and the iPhone is going to be the lasting legacy of Steve Jobs. Um, probably more the iPad long-term than the iPhone. It's, it's a device that changed everything in the same way that the Macintosh and before it, the Apple II changed everything. Um, in some respects, I guess you could say the, the iPod falls into that category, um, but but in a different way, the you know the iPod the iPod was mostly about music. Yeah, was well, it was all about music, or at least yeah. until you know the the iPod Nano came or the iPod. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it was video. the Nano. Yeah, iPod Video came along. Yeah, but even then, I mean, yeah, but it was the changing of we, the guard all, from yes. from yeah. We all knew the iPod was going to be limited. We all knew that it was an interim device until our phones became our iPods. We knew that way back in the day, Guy. Yeah. I remember you and I talking in uh, the, the hotel room episodes yeah. talking about Rapids. just that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that was, you know, 270 episodes ago, man. <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> what, a year before Two, the, the iPhone was released? That was 2006, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah it was and, before and the iPhone came that. out. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, well, you and I did a podcast at Macworld the year of the iPhone because we were both in the audience when we saw the iPhone released. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we knew that was that was kind of a intermediate device that eventually there's going to be a phone that does everything the iPod did. But we didn't want multiple devices. We didn't want a phone and an iPod. Well, I've, we I've said that, that for a long time, that, that convergence devices – or you know a a device that takes the place of of one to five other devices that you used to carry around i mean that was the big reason why um not so much the original iPhone but the iPhone two and the iPhone three took off like it did with the introduction of, of applications yep and so yeah I, you know he's got a legacy in the world of technology as well as the world of business that's I hate to say the world word unparalleled, but I I cannot, guy, for the life of me, think of one person in recent history. I mean, we can go back to Alexander Graham Bell and stuff like that, but in recent history, that's had such a profound effect on so many different industries. It's not just computers. It's not just cell phones. It's the record companies. It's the movie companies. It's the way we consume content. It's telephones. I mean, well, it, it's basically he, he how we interact. World. It's how we interact with our world. Now, you were talking about Alexander Graham Bell. You know, the the thing to remember with the telephone is that from it, that was invented. I think in 1876 is when he patented it. It wasn't yeah. until some 50 years later before its impact was felt by a large number of people. Whereas Starting with the original Apple II, going th on through the Mac and the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad, I mean, we're talking, you know, w well, let's let's slow that slow that down a little bit and talk about, you know, the Apple II. It had an immediate impact, but it was a while. 
before it became a phenomenon that was kind of worldwide. And then the same yep. thing with the Macintosh. Because Apple was the only one that made the Macintosh, it's... Well, one it's, could almost say that the Macintosh never had the big effect until right around 2004. Oh, I'd say I it mean, had a huge effect, up. especially if you look at not so much... I'm talking about Mac OS. Oh, I know. Well, uh, sales sales are irrelevant. Um, you have to look at it. Well, it is. It really is irrelevant. You have to look at it from its impact in history. If it wasn't for the original Mac OS, we never would have had Windows 95. We never would have had, you know, cheap computing with a graphic user interface for the masses. That's that's and debatable. I don't that's think debatable. that's debatable at F- all. Uh, well, Apple didn't invent the technology, the guy, though, guys. Xerox Park did. They um, well, Xerox we Park had it, but they well, it would have come eventually. But yes, you, that's need, what I'm you needed it, it you needed someone eventually. you needed someone like Steve Jobs who was willing yes. to. If there's one thing that Steve Jobs has done throughout his entire career, is shown that he's not a, he wasn't afraid to take chances. And this is this is part of what when I hear people talking about oh well the iPad is losing share uh, the iPhone is losing out to Android it's like you know what that's not really the point the reason why you have an Android phone or the reason why you have a Samsung Galaxy S is because Apple and Steve Jobs came out with the iPhone and the iPad and without well, look, Steve Jobs yeah, and Apple it, pushing the industry forward. You you really need people like Jobs to push the industry forward, all these industries forward, because left on their own, they're too afraid to do it. And here's the thing. I, I think most companies now are are run by the whims of the stock. Yeah. By what Wall Street believes a company can and cannot do. And unfortunately, most businesses of the size of Apple um, – they don't have the leeway to take risks that Apple employed. Now, a lot of that is because when Steve Jobs came back, there the, was the worst nothing case to scenario? lose. They're going to go out, yeah, there's, they're going to go out of business. Well, they're going to do that anyway. So roll the dice. And he did, and he did it brilliantly. And it wasn't just a combination of the right time at the right place. It was a combination of uh, hiring the right people Yep. and an attention to detail that most consumer electronic companies and computer companies still don't have. Still. No. To this day. Because they still don't know what the magic sauce is. Because well, that's because most other companies don't have the the foresight or the power to push through having an entire ecosystem based around one company, as Apple has done with the iPod, what they did with the it, iPhone, what they've done with right. the iPad. They've got the OS, they've got strong. the hardware, they've made the, all the content deals. Basically, every single thing that makes the iPad and the iPhone work as a consumer device all came out of Apple. Now, I'm well, not talking but, about content. I'm talking about... No, no, no. I understand. Okay. But it, go, it, it goes even deeper than that, though, Guy, because... You still have to get consumers to want to buy your product. And had the Galaxy Tab come out first or the short-lived HP touchpad, I don't think it would have had the impact that the iPad did because it's a quality product. There was no shortcuts that everything that's there was there for a reason. It wasn't just a committee-built machine. Right. 
that's that's hacked out in a, a cheap factory in China. You could tell that this is an attention to detail that most companies simply don't have. And that, my friend, can be directly traced to the leadership of Apple, i.e. Stephen Steve Jobs. Jobs. And the, the good thing about this is that all the people that are currently in place at Apple have been under his tutelage now for, what, 10, 15 years. And yes. they can they can see how he was successful, you know, where he made one or two missteps, what it is it takes to launch a not only a successful product but basically a successful industry. Here's the other aspect of this, which I hope isn't lost on a lot of people, and that is the news could have been a lot worse. The news could have been that Steve Jobs passed away. Yeah. Thankfully, that hasn't happened yet. And I say yet because, let's be honest, that's going to happen to all of us. Exactly. However, he hasn't passed away. He's been named chairman of the board, and he's still going to have his fingers in Apple. Now, to what extent? Yeah, well. (laughs) um, To to what extent? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, They'll they'll probably never let that be known publicly. Or at least, yeah, not until at some point in the future. But I have to agree with Steve Jobs. I think the products and the company and the user base isn't going anywhere. No. And I don't expect innovation to slow down or stop at Apple. I expect they're going to have a a long, long time sitting atop of, um, I don't know, sitting atop of what guy? What's the word I'm looking for? The I don't want to say just the, the industry because there's it's more than one industry. Well, I, I think you know, their their push and and this is something that Jobs has pushed for. I think since the very beginning when he came back to Apple, is a more mobile company. Um, yep. You know, Apple and Steve Jobs in particular pushed mobile and they pushed it hard. From you know go, going back to the iPod and then moving on to some of the devices that they have now, uh, I, I can't see Apple going backwards in time and saying, "Well, we're gonna yeah." You know, the one machine I always wish they would come out with was an an iMac with hard drive slots. Okay, well, I gave up that dream a long time ago because I think Apple is much as a company is much less interested in the Mac. I think their focus is on the mobile industry. I think that's where they see their future. And I don't, I don't see Apple slowing down at all for, uh, in that respect. Cause if it, if not Apple, then who, who is going to push the industry because there's nobody else that has the whole game. Well, don't discount the Macintosh. Look, HP was selling more, uh, computers, personal computers than anybody else, including Apple. Right. They just got out of that business. Basically, they told Apple, you win. They got out of that business guy. Look how good Dell's doing nowadays. They're not. (laughs) Well, it's all commodity hardware. Now, you look at Apple's Macintosh sales. Every quarter, they're doing better than they did before. Yeah. Every quarter. they They haven't had a minus quarter, I think, since 2005. Yeah, And we're talking about just the Macs here. Yeah. Just Macintosh sales. They're they're. These machines are awesome, man. I mean, look, I don't say that just because I sell them professionally. Oh, These, is that what I, you do? You know, well, it's, it's part of, you know. <laughs> uh, for those Every once in a while. Those who don't know, I'm the uh, 
COO of a company called Max Specialist in Chicago. We're a authorized Apple reseller, training facility, service center, book publisher. We do a lot. Yep. So um, stop by there today. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been, I've owned my Mac.com since 1995, guy. Right. I've been following this industry. I've been a fan of these products for oh, going very on long two time. decades now. Yeah, I, it's it's almost it's coming up on two decades that I've been writing or talking about them, guy. Um, I believe in these products, and I believe in the community that of of people who use these products. It's, it's some of the greatest people I've ever worked with. Thank They're you. not going. Oh, anywhere. you mean other than me? Other than well, yeah, I'm at okay. gas, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> Oh, um, it's it's a fantastic ecosystem to to live in. It really is, and you I do live in it. You could almost call it a geeko system, a geeko system, and it it's not going to stop just because Steve Jobs has stepped down as CEO of Apple Computer. No, but that's that's what a lot of people are going to think, especially the people that aren't real. Uh, for, I I don't want to say fans of. You're going to see the Mike Arringtons of the. Jerk off tech rolls. They're gonna, yeah. That's and Dvorak and, and the rest of them. Ah, it's over now. Yeah, they're gone. Ah, get ah. off my lawn, you rotten kid. I get you, Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I miss doing shows with you guys. <laughs> um, you know that. Uh, as an aside, you and I have been podcasting guide. Uh, on and off together for many, many years, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's one of the reasons I really look forward to Macworld Expos because we're, we, we're sitting, standing side by side doing podcasts. I really, really, really enjoy that. Well, except when I'm, like, when you can't Sleeping wake me up other from room. my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually, I listened to that show uh, just recently. And it was kind of funny. I'm doing the MyMac podcast because guy's sleeping in the other room. But of course, on the show, I'm like, I don't know where guy is. He's, oh. he's supposed to be supposed here. To be. It's, it's only one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with and, that man? Well, one a.m. California time. We're from the East Coast, and it was like <laughs> four a.m. Yeah. <laughs> what a lightweight. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. But. But I know that, uh, I, you know, we, you've got a whole other rest of the show to, to continue here. So we don't want to, you know, record an entire episode worth of content. But, yeah, you know, I, I called a guy when I got the news because I thought I know for a fact that they've already recorded the show and guy was going to be editing it. I'm going to get an email yeah, any it, minute it is already saying, yeah, the, and guy saying, OK, it's all ready, Tim. You can upload it and get it posted and everything. <laughs> no, won't go. be anything about jobs resigning. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, oh my god, he cannot le- release a show the day after Steve Jobs resigns as CEO, <laughs> and then not talk about it till next week. Oh my god, that would be terrible. All right, Tim. Well, I'm going to let you go. Why don't you uh, chill in your hotel room, get something to eat? I have to go pick up my kids from Taekwondo. Hi, Tim. You and, know what I'm oh, oh, do? there's wife Tracy. She just said hi, Tim. Hello, Tracy. <laughs> see, see, Gaz, you never get that. That's right. <laughs> So everybody, um, you know what gonna do, guy? what's that? I'm going to stand by to stand by. Are you going to stand by to stand by? Okay. I'm standing by to stand by. And we'll be right back with an entire show that won't even mention any of this. This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 364. A whole lot of shit can go on. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. 
and welcome everyone to the MyMac.com podcast number 364. A whole lot of shaking going on. And uh, actually, I believe uh, just a week or so ago was the, I think the 35th or 40th anniversary, maybe the 35th, or I can't even remember, the, of uh, Elvis Presley's uh, death. So... Quite uh, apropos, and of course what we're talking about is earlier today, a couple hours before Gaz and I started recording this, there was an earthquake on the east coast of the United States. Did you feel it over there where you were, Gaz? Well, I felt it from all the Twitter responses I saw. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got me shaking. Yeah, it was. I think they said it was like a, a 5.8 or something like that. The weird thing was... Um, I, w- I, w- I had taken a late lunch, so I was I was sitting. It was this- your fault then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had this bean burrito, and <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I I'd taken a late lunch, and I was in this this parking garage, and all of a sudden, you know, w- with most parking garages, if some if a, a heavy car is passing behind you because of the way they build these garages, you yeah, can, yeah, you, you can kind of feel it shake a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I felt something shake, and and I looked in all my mirrors, and I took a quick look around, and and I didn't see anything. I was like, well, what what's going on here? And then I, I looked outside, and I could see this lamppost like going back and forth. And it was like, holy crap! I've got to get out of this parking garage <laughs> because you know it, it's not like on the west on the west coast of the U.S. which you know, they, they regularly get earthquakes. They, yeah, uh, they're all saying, yeah, I did see lots of tweets from the, uh, from the West coast and they were basically saying, you wussies. Yeah. You, you <laughs> plankers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's face it because they get them all the time. Their, their building codes are structured yeah, toward yeah. preventing as much damage as possible from earthquakes. But here on the East coast, it's like, especially the, they the northeast coast. They throw those buildings. They just throw them up. Yeah, yeah. No they care, just say, you don't no care about earthquakes. Let's build a building. Okay, we're done. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, that's basically how it works. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't know how structurally sound this parking deck was going to be. So as quickly as I could, I, you know, started the car up and backed it out and started going outside. And right when I got to, to the entrance of the parking deck, there were the, there's this, um, this young man and, and I guess his girlfriend or whatever standing there with their eyes as, as big as saucers. You know, it was like, did you feel that? And I'm like, did you feel that? You know, oh. <laughs> so I got back to work and everyone is standing around outside. Apparently, um, it shook a couple of the ceiling tiles off, and there was some dust came down, and people that had stuff on top of their cubes started moving around. Yeah. But it was probably almost an hour before they'd let us back into the building again. Was it really? Yeah. And by that time, it was like, oh, time to go home. Well, funny you should say that, because you're not the only people that got evacuated out of your building. No, no. It was. <laughs> oh, that was smooth, Gaz. That was oh, so hey, smooth. I'm a professional. You know? <laughs> the New York <laughs> Apple Store. Uh, was evacuated because of the earthquake. And if I'll try to remember to put the link in, because just the picture alone, and this is at 9to5mac.com, it's a picture of all the people outside, you know, waiting, I guess, to be let back in. And number one, you could tell it was an Apple store just because basically like half the people standing there are wearing blue shirts. And the other way you could tell, everybody was looking down at their iPhones. (laughs) (laughs) And what was it you told me? That they were probably tweeting or something. Yeah, 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 absolutely <laughs> tweeting about the the earthquake. And, you know, probably creating more tremors. Older said, but oh man, well, could you imagine being in like the the uh, 
the Fifth Avenue Apple Store, which is the well, one with the great big glass yeah, I mean, cube wow. on top. And, and I think it's 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 in the middle of a renovation right now. So if they had gotten a quake strong enough to dislodge some of that glass, it would have been like, you know, raining shards down on everybody that's inside the store. Well, this I, is a jolly start to the show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, see, what Apple would have done, you know, to anyone that tried to sue them afterwards, they'd just say, no, 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 it's a feature. It's a feature. It's not a bug. <laughs> Now, I see you were also on somebody else's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, before, before you start, on. Uh, on one of the, and I, I think it was the Tech Fan podcast, they finally played that commercial that you and I had recorded of like me saying, come on, we got to record this promo. And you say, oh, I got to go do this podcast. And I got to go do that podcast. <laughs> and I had forgotten how funny that one was. I do like that one. Actually. Yeah, that yeah. was that I, was great fun. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm out of here. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have so much fun doing this stuff. Yeah. And and you, you just listen to the professionalism in this one as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so this earlier this week, it might have been over the weekend actually, last Friday even, um, I was on the Not Another Mac podcast, uh, which is number 18, um, which is hosted by a guy called Mark Greentree, who's actually in Australia. And do, do you know what, Guy? He's actually been doing some reviews for the website. Yeah, so, well, I saw so, that because so we talked about, about it last review, week. Well, talking about reviews for the website. Yeah. See how smooth I did that? Yeah. Now you're supposed to go to the website. <laughs> oh, 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 well, no, we're not done talking about Mark yet. So you were on this podcast. <laughs> I was trying to be professional then. Oh, you well, ruined it for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's what I do. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, he's invited me to come on uh, on the September 9th, or actually, yeah, that's when he, he's he going to record me it. He invited you on, and I said, well, that was a big mistake. Yeah, oh, boy, he'll never do that again. <laughs> Don't hear too much from Stu anymore. Actually, I'm kidding. He, he, I, I get the the regular emails from from the I am I am podcast all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you're you're becoming a cuckoo like I am. Yeah, but um, that's actually going to be my birthday. And he had sent me uh, an email saying, "Well, are you sure you want to do it on your birthday? You don't want to go out and party?" And I was telling him, "Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be 51 on my next birthday." I said, "Most of my partying days." Pretty much in the rearview mirror, so I don't have to worry too much about that. You'll be mostly sleeping, won't you, really? That's right. It'll be, uh, I'm still, it's 8 o'clock. I'm supposed to be oh, in bed. I'm 51 now. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you rotten kids. <laughs> Those kids. Yep. Speaking of kids, here's the latest stuff from the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> oh, that was smooth. Oh, no, that was, that, was, that was just not smooth at all. And it just so happens that... The fir- well, actually, it does lead into it because the first thing we have on the MyMac.com podcast is a review by Mark Greentree uh, for a, a um, I guess it's a kind of a uh, an iOS iPad interactive book called Millie Was Here, Book One, Meet Millie. And it's a review of that. And there's buttons you can hit and it does cool stuff. Yeah. And next on the uh, website is a review of the iFlash LED flashlight, and it's by Susie Gilbert. It's not Susie, it's Suze, you nitwit Brit. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been able to do that. <laughs> oh, I miss it. I really, really miss it. Uh, so, 
<laughs> the iFlash LED light is a compact and effective solution for eye devices. A bit pricey for a simple light, but is less expensive than your new iPhone 4. And Susie, Suze, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll do it again, I swear. Gives it, yeah, it gives it a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is the Orbit, Orbit Wireless Mobile Trackball Review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Boy, we're just getting them all in this week. Wowza. Pacelli. And uh, this is, let's see, I, I, I use a Kens- Kensington, or actually I use a Logitech trackball myself. And I, I'm not a real big fan of uh, wireless keyboards and mice and all the rest of that. But this one looks kind of cool. I, I would actually have to kind of see it to, to make up my mind on it. But for 59 bucks for a wireless trackball, that, that, that's not too bad. Cool. Uh, next on the website is um, the. Sorry, am I upsetting you there? No, no. I, I just like the graphic that that they chose. Yeah, for that's that was. You, you got to. In fact, the the graphic uh, that comes through um, with iTunes, you can't really see it. So it's best to go over and take a look at the graphic for this. And this is uh, Tech Fan Podcast number forty three, and it's the Tech Duck Hunt. I said Tech Duck Hunt. <laughs> and they actually have a picture of the old uh, Duck Hunt. Video game. That's it. Yeah, with and, and, Motorola. Have you, listen, have you have you listened to the episode? No, I haven't heard this one yet. Oh well, you you want to listen because Tim has a nightmare. <laughs> well, he had just. Oh, you know what? And well, I don't mean he has a nightmare in the podcast. I mean he talks about a nightmare. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> yes. Well, I know for one of the breaks, and it'll probably be the first break. Uh, he actually recorded a new promo for Tech Fan. And because the very week before HP killed WebOS, he he had kind of did a like a mini review. Don't spoil it. If you're going to play it, don't spoil okay, it. Okay, okay. I, w- I won't spoil it. The listener, you, yeah, you've got to leave them on, on a, the tender hooks. Guy. Come on. <laughs> there, is get, there such a thing as a tender hook, really? I don't think I'm so. I'm on, well, on tender hooks <laughs> thinking what you're going to say next. Oh, I, 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 yeah, we'll spoil it. Uh, next up is Video Hunter's App Review by Mark Greentree, uh, another iOS application that uh, I guess it will change the way you consume, collate, and experience YouTube. Well, seeing how I avoid YouTube as, as much as I possibly can, um, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to check this out. Uh, next on the website is the Adobe CS 5.5 InDesign. Uh, that's uh, basically, it's going to be a two-part review from John Nemo, um, who's basically taking quite a big in-depth review at uh, their InDesign software. So uh, John does point out that he's not a professional. Uh, he's totally self, uh, self-taught. Um, but uh, I think his reviews, he, he quite clearly says that his reviews... Um, you know, reflects that. So, uh, but go take a look. It's, you know, he's put a lot of effort into it as he always does. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a two parter. So read it now because you'll have so much to read if you leave it until the second part comes out. That's right. So you don't want to do that. Don't, don't make <laughs> us come look for you. Read, read, no. read that stuff at mymac.com. Uh, we got some feedback from Twitter. Uh, lots of stuff. Well, actually there's probably lots of stuff about the earthquake right now, but in the last week, lots of stuff from Twitter concerning the HP WebOS disaster, uh, with my tweet saying that John Rubenstein has now effectively seen two companies he's worked for since leaving Apple implode. Truck Trekker thinks he should go to work for Microsoft next and uh, Mac, Mac, oh, 
could help me. Magnetico, Magnetico says he's like the reverse, the reverse Midas touch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so would that? You're be the killing me. Thing? You're killing that, me, Eric. Yeah. So would that be the Sadim touch? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> now we have got a few emails, but they are relating to a different section, so we can't mention them here, can we, guy? No, and I, I won't. I won't. I won't do it. Good. I, I'll, I'll, for on once, I will use my brain. What? But don't expect a repeat performance. No, I never do. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, we've got some feedback from Facebook. Uh, Vicky Stokes thinks Guy and Gaz do regular shootouts. Or maybe she means shout-outs. <laughs> yeah, I, I had actually responded to that. It was like, well, you know, I'm not saying it won't ever happen. Yeah. But it's not something that I think Gaz and I want to do, especially because I don't think I have a gun. Or I, I don't have a gun, period. But I don't think there is a gun made that I can fire from here and that will reach the U.K. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I'm working well, I, on it. I did um, actually on my uh, fun item on the um, uh, For Mac Eyes Only uh, segment this week point to a a guy sitting at the Genius Bar in Switzerland uh, with a, an assault rifle strapped <laughs> around his back. And I made the comment, I bet he got served quick. <laughs> real, real quick. <laughs> yes, they sir. A, they, have, they have a lot of guns in Switzerland. <laughs> well, isn't I think it's part of, like, I, I think if to be a, you know, one of the the qualifications for citizenship is you have to what regularly train. Yeah. Cause I don't be think, I don't think they have like a standing yeah. army. They, they have more like a, a like well, kind of like a national guard. Yeah. But basically yeah. everybody has a gun. Yeah. I do. Now I've said that I'm never going to be able to go to Switzerland. Am I? No, no. Well, I haven't gone there since the eighties and, and hopefully they won't remember that. <laughs> <sighs> uh, now, we I got... believe, I believe you've got some audio feedback. Yes, and uh, my brother Larry, who was on last week, did call in, and I will play it right now. Hi, guys. This is your brother Larry. Hi, Larry. Uh, just listening to show 361. Uh, interesting discussion on uh, patents. Uh, uh, Are you sure you heard the same show? There's one, one story uh, you were saying, well, uh, if if someone comes up with, with an idea within a few weeks of each other, uh, we do a cold patent or whatever. Well, Alexander Graham Bell walked, in, walked into the patent office in Washington, D.C., I think just a few hours, literally just a few hours be, before another individual had a similar patent for a, a telephone-type device. So uh, that's the way the system works. It, it, it's whoever, whoever gets that time and date stamp and uh, in case like that, obviously, uh, uh, over 100 years uh, in business and billions and uh, went to, to, to the, the victor, in this case, H, uh, what, what became AT&T. So uh, just thought I'd pass that on. And uh, uh, as I'm heading home from work here, you can probably hear the turn signal going. So... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for including that, Larry. Right now. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> yeah, we always like to hear from your turn signals. <laughs> <laughs> now, was he turning left or right? Uh, from the tone, I'm going to guess left. Okay. Maybe. 
Well, I'm going to say he threw everybody and went straight on. <laughs> he just he just did that just to screw with our minds. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've got a very interesting technique of the weird here. Yeah, it's a bit weird, this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Basically, it's uh, uh, you may have the, the people may have heard about this um, because it's, it did seem to shoot around, but I, I thought it was quite interesting. And basically, it's about uh, orangutans, orangutans playing with iPads, basically because they get bored very quickly. And I, I think it's a little bit of a Photoshop with the the picture. It may yeah. not be, but it, it looks a bit photoshopped. But it's talking about a zoo in uh, Milwaukee. So it's Milwaukee County Zoo. Um, it's basically giving some orangutans the ability to be able to mess about with some iPads. And uh, apparently they're, they're quite enjoying the experience. Now, um, somebody, I think, mentioned that perhaps if they had FaceTime on it, they could give orangutans in other zoos the same iPads or different <laughs> iPads so they could talk to each other. They'd, have, they'd all have to use the same sign language, though. Yeah. And well, imagine the first time one of them gets trolled, they just, like, <laughs> slam the iPad against the wall. <laughs> or I, I mean, think they said they could rip it like cardboard because the, the big adult males are so large. Oh, yeah, they could. Yeah, they'd, they'd soon smash these up. So I, I think they allow them to look at the iPads and touch it through, uh, you know, a grill rather than actually handing the, the iPads <laughs> over. Uh, over the fence or whatever it was. Yeah, the, probably probably a good idea. They'd probably eat them. <laughs> well, and and I'm sure that they're not like brand new iPad twos. They're probably refurbed. Well, now they've got the camera on. You can see the camera on the on the on the. I think you can see the camera on them. Or well, is, is that, that is that, that might be the Photoshop one? Of course. So I could be wrong there. You you're probably right in that uh, aspect, guy. <laughs> well, they probably get more use out of theirs than than I do mine. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do the whole Macworld thing, but let's not go into that now. Well, actually, I could have a pick for you later for that. So, oh, really? Yeah, cool. And I've not put it in the show notes yet, so you don't know about it. Oh, well, it will be a surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And, and for the, but for those in the UK, they'll think that you were doing an impersonation of Cilla Black. But I can assure everybody in the UK, Guy probably hasn't got a clue who Cilla Black is. Oh, I love. That person yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. Yeah. So actually, you know, um, before before we go, my wife has discovered a, a an English or UK show called Midsummer Murders. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and she and she's up to season eight or nine. She's been watching the hell out of these things. I'll tell you what, for a small little village, it's incredible how many murders they have. Yeah, well, you, you, you'd think after like eight or nine seasons that there wouldn't be anybody left. <laughs> and she has a theory. If you act like a dick, you're either going to die or you're the killer. <laughs> yeah. Be a, be a dick and so, die. So, so she, she have, <laughs> yeah, does she have fun then spotting, um, you know, those people? Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw... Um, <clears throat> Oh, what's his name? He played uh, Bullseye in Daredevil. Yeah, I've got no idea what you're talking about now. Ah, uh, he's a well, he's a. I think he's actually Australian. I can't think of his name. Well, well, doesn't matter. We need to take we'll a find. break. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we come out of the break, I'll I'll, I'll tell you who it was. Please, everyone, on <laughs> that disjointed note, stand by <laughs> to stand by for English actors whose names I can't remember, and we'll be right back. Don't you walk out that door, don't even pet dog on the floor, just take your things in the yard and throw your keys anywhere at the bottom. 
On episode 41 of TechFan, Tim Robertson reviewed the HP touchpad and gave it a mediocre score. By the time we started recording TechFan 43, HP had killed the touchpad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There, there Tim. Tim, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Tim, Tim, it's okay, you can't help it. These things happen. Tech Fan, the podcast too many industry leaders listen to and unfortunately get advice from. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't listen to Tech Fan. I'm so sorry. said that even Steve Jobs listens to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast, but what do they know? We'll go no more. And welcome back to the second section of the MyMac.com podcast, number 364. Midsummer Murders. Be... T- sorry? <laughs> Midsummer Murders. Oh, duh. <laughs> Oh, we, we just come on. We, we just spent 15 minutes looking at that, <laughs> and it was the wrong Colin Farrell. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But it was you, a, th- you completely threw me because I was thinking John Nettles all the time, who was the policeman, and yeah, yeah I was right there. But yeah, my yeah, wife anyway, loves that show. They, the listeners really don't care. Sure, they do. Orlando Bloom was on that show. You can find oh. it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch it all the time. You know you do. I tell you, there's one good. There's one thing that you know is going to happen in that show. Someone's going to get murdered. <laughs> Someone's going to get murdered tonight if they're not careful. Anyway, yeah. you, you've put some notes into the, into the show notes. Yeah. Guy. Uh, first OS 10 line update released. Go on, give it to me, baby. Yeah, the, you know, 10.7.1. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Certainly less time than we spent on Midsummer Murders. Um, <laughs> it addresses an issue that may cause the system to become unresponsive when playing a video in Safari, resolves an issue that may cause system audio to stop working when using HDMI out or optical audio out, improves the reliability of Wi-Fi connectors. Now, I've re- had so, uh, that. I've, I've experienced that. So oh, really? I'm pleased with that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm directly connected, so I never saw that. Uh, resolved an issue that prevents transfer of your data settings and compatible applications to a new Mac running OS X Lion. So, yay! Apple updates, and we're all just pleased. Pleased as punch. <laughs> and apparently, actually, just to update that a little bit further, it's now... Uh, 10.7.1 has now arrived in the Mac App Store. So I think if you now download... Um, uh, Lion through the Mac App Store, I oh, assume. Yeah. You'll what get that the means one. is that you'll get the updated version. Now, are we supposed to update through software update or through? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so no, once you download it through the Mac App Store, you then do the OS um, updates through the software update. Mm, they should do one or the other. I think completely. Yeah, I think I can understand why. Um, but it, it does, you know, for, for, you know, everyday users, they're going to be thinking, well, 
you know, it doesn't tell me I've got to update. So I can understand uh, your thinking on that. I'm not sure. I, I, I could be wrong here. I'm not sure whether it goes through both, but I'm pretty sure that you can at the, at the moment. It's just through software update. So I could be corrected on that. Yeah, well, they could be missing a good bet there. I mean, if they if they steer people toward the Mac App Store to <clears throat> to get their updates, then maybe they'll see something else they want to buy at the same time. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. You see, we give you the ideas, Apple. <laughs> All you got to do is implement them and then just, you know, we'll give take us a money. small cut. Just a small cut. Yeah, 30%. Yeah. <laughs> We're not asking for much. <laughs> uh, Apple, uh, and this is this is kind of a throwaway thing here. Apple, speaking of the Apple uh, Mac App Store, um, Feral Interactive, which is, you know, I mean, they're a longtime uh, Mac developer. Uh, they just released the movies, which is a Mac PC game on the Mac App Store for about $35. Now, the only reason why I'm even mentioning this is that this is an over a three-year-old game that was one that I really, really liked. And I have, you know, both the game and the stunts add-on pack, but it's a three, is a three-year-old title worth $35? You know, at at $35, I can say that people that are interested in these kinds of games might want to take a look if they don't have it. But for $20, like I would have, it would have been an app pick this week if it had been 20 or less. Yeah, I'm. I agree with you. But Feral certainly aren't a company that does cheap. And to that end, you've got to kind of applaud them because there's one thing that I get a little bit annoyed with, and I know that certainly um, David, our friend David Cohen, gets annoyed with it as well. It's when you know you you buy an, an application, whatever it is, whether it be you know a utility or you know some other sort of software, sure. And then you know a few weeks later, or even a month or so later, you suddenly see it's on offer through some variant process. You know, now normally I think um, you know that relates especially to apps. Oh, um, like through. Bundled purchases and things like well, no, that. No, no, no. Through apps through the iTunes store as well. But, you know, it, it, it's also relevant through, um, you know, apps the Mac that App you put store? onto your Mac, through yeah. the Mac App Store when they do become available in, as you say, bundles and things. So, you know, I've got to say, they are consistently. Price on their price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, so in other words, they're really expensive, but they're consistent. No, well, you know, yeah, I think I agree with you on this. In this case, I think you know, perhaps a little bit expensive for that particular title, but yeah, hey, you yeah. know, that's the decision they've made. So. Yeah, and, but at the same time, you know, to give them a, a little bit of, of fairness, uh, this includes both the original game and the stunts add-on pack, each of which ah, right. I paid like you know thirty to forty bucks for. Okay. When they first came out, so you know, thirty-five dollars, you get both games, but it's still a three-year-old game. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. But you know, us old timers, we like playing our old games. Yeah, yeah I like those old games. And to- <laughs> and talking about what <laughs> it's funny how these things have just fallen together. Um, yeah. a little application that I do use, um, and I use it. I use it on and off, really. I have sessions of using that, and that's called Skitch. Um, There's all sorts of facilities which are available with Skitch. It's basically a a screen capture or a capture um, application, which you can then annotate into, and then it makes sharing very, very easy. And um, I'd highly recommend it. Well, that application um, has 
now gone free. Sort of. And it's gone free because it's um, the company who does it, uh, a company called Plast. Now, I, I've, the, the release that I saw said that um, the company, um, Evernote, has purchased the company. But I'm not sure that's strictly true. I think what's been bought is the application. It's just this application? Yeah, I think Plask are still running on their own because it was originally, uh, Skitch originally came through Plask. So um, I perhaps need to do a uh, little bit more homework on that. But I'm pretty sure that Evernote have just bought Skitch. Um, now they are you know, delivering that as a free um, application for anybody who wants to use it. And I mean, it wasn't really expensive, I don't think. No, it was about $20, but you got some sort of web service with that as well, which yeah. I'd, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really use too much of. Some people thought they could use it as a, uh, a photo sharing um uh, facility, which doesn't really cut the mustard when, you know... Well, not really compared start. to, you know, to other photo-sharing services that are probably no, much more feature-rich. Including mobile me galleries, but let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> not this um, week. Now, initially, I was a little bit kind of, you know, um, fed up with the fact that I'd paid for it, and now it's gone free. But in this instance, it's slightly different, because I think it's very much a, a cut-down version, and you can you can get a, uh, a paid upgrade, so it's it's so slightly different, I suppose, in this case. And uh, staying on kind of the the newsy topic, and we're Which not we we're, normally do. Yeah, we don't normally, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it it probably should be addressed. Uh, HP, after just two months with the touchpad, has not only canceled the touchpad; they've, in essence, canceled WebOS. <laughs> now they spent. Well, haven't has one point two billion dollars? Sorry, hasn't there been a bit of retraction on that? Well, they're they're shopping it around, but you know, I, I, chances are, I, I just can't see. You know, HP who bought WebOS from Palm, one point two billion dollars, and I think at this point it was pretty much a patent grab. But if you have so little confidence in a product that you're putting out the two months after you put it out, you not only cancel it, but you sell the, the basically what's still out there for a hundred dollars off of, you know, $400 off of a $500. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to spend too much on this, but I've got to say, I think this is less about HP and their desire or not to actually move forward with the touchpad and more a change of direction at the very top. Yeah, for the company and that, itself. And that, yeah, and the company itself um, has got somebody at the very top who says, we're not continuing this. And he's made that decision, I think, to you know change the direction. And that's probably why the touchpad is, is, is going to disappear. However, I did I think I come across a, a note, someone, because uh, I'm not particularly interested in it, because I've yeah. never have, have got hold of one of these devices. Well, I, I actually, like, messed around with one, and I don't even remember where, in a store. And, you know, the same way I've, I've messed around with some of the Android tablets and with the, the Motorola Zoom. And, you know, some of it may have been the fact that it was a display unit, so who knows who had done what to it. Yeah. But none of them seemed particularly responsive, you know, because with the iPad, uh, unless you're doing something wrong, everything is pretty much instant on on whatever it is you're doing. Whereas with a lot of the the Android tablets that I've just messed around with, and and I don't want to slam them by saying they're crap, but they just didn't seem that responsive. 
as compared to to the uh, to the iPad. Okay, fine, fine, and I'm going to pull you back to HP on this one okay. because just to to finish off what I was saying, I've heard that um, I'm sure I've heard that HP have said that they are not killing off the WebOS that they're going to continue with the WebOS or that that is still going to be available uh, for development. Now, I, again, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that they've kind of HP have kind of either done backtracking or their original statement wasn't very clear. And the fact is that they're saying they're now getting out of hardware, but they're going to be starting to concentrate on software. So they're going to, what, license WebOS to other people? I assume people? so. I assume so, yes. Uh, well, I mean, I think we're still back to it, it basically being dead. Well, um, Google Google has so yes. much Google has so much traction right now with Android, and you know, and even with Android, their tablets aren't selling that well. Well, yeah, but I wonder where I wonder whether HP have kind of retracted and, and said, "Well, let's make ourselves clear because of what's happened with Google and Motorola," hmm. because they they're more possibly thinking that they might be able to get the WebOS, you know, onto some of these other. Um, hardware manufacturers who now are thinking you know we're kind of out out here on our own really well yeah i think a lot of it will depend because because hp basically owns outright uh web os and i don't think anyone is suing them over web os devices so if google starts to run into patent trouble with uh android this may be the saving grace for a lot of the other companies still interested in making mobile tablets. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, the only problem right now is that as far as uh, in comparison to either iOS or uh, Android, there's not a whole lot of apps for it. So I think, no, I think no. WebOS was more tuned toward... To- to, but the, the iPad certainly hasn't killed this. I think this is a decision from the top because they could have stuck without it. In fact, let's be honest, go listen to Tech Fan because it's actually Tim's fault. But yeah. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of lawsuits and, and patent problems, uh, oh, Apple yeah. has – and let's, let's make this one really quick. Uh, <laughs> Apple has a uh, lawsuit against Samsung for the Galaxy Pad in Europe, specifically Germany. Correct. And there was uh, uh, an accusation against them saying that they were providing inaccurate information to a German court. Right. Can I, can I, yeah, go ahead. Let, let's give you the timeline very quickly. So originally the um, suit was put in a German court. The German court said, yes, we're going to stop sale uh, of this product in Europe. Then the German court suddenly realized that they perhaps didn't have uh, jurisdiction over the whole of uh, the EU uh, and backtracked that so that the, the product was could still be sold in the rest or sold to the resellers because if any resellers or any shops had got the, the product, they could still sell it. You just couldn't get a, a, right. a backup stock. Uh, then ju- the um, court in Germany said, well, hang on a minute, we're not sure whether we've got full uh, jurisdiction over the whole of EU, but we've certainly got jurisdiction in Germany. So then, you know, any st- backup stock um, to resellers in Germany was going to be halted. And then the accusation came out that there was a possibility that Apple had um, misled uh, with some of the um, images. Uh, yeah, some of the images that it got, and we're currently in a state of flux um, because it's not got any further. Yeah, well, the, because the aspect ratio of the Galaxy is uh, 
1.46 as compared to the picture that Apple submitted, which shows it as having an aspect ratio of 1.36. And where this makes a difference is if you look at the picture of the iPad 2 and the picture of the Galaxy Pad or Gala- uh, Samsung Galaxy Pad, uh, as okay. far as, yeah, the, <laughs> you're killing me here. The Galaxy Tab Pad. Um, <laughs> they look very, very similar as far as their aspect ratio goes in these two pictures. Whereas if you were looking at them in real life, uh, there would be a, a noticeable difference between yeah. the iPad 2 and the Galaxy Pad. So, you know, but I mean, my reasoning is how much does Apple, as far as the, as a company, have to do with these lawsuits? I think they basically just... You know they've got these lawyers on a leash, and they yeah, basically they, you know, and they're foaming at the mouth, and they just kind of let the leash yeah, go and say, "Go get them." Yeah, precisely. But they've still got to, you know, uh, actually, you know, the lawyers and solicitors won't do anything unless they're told to. So you know, yes, they're they're ready to you know bite the bit, but they've got to be told to bite the bit, and so <laughs> Apple is still telling them. I mean, I, I've said somewhere else that you know it, it's not going to bother me that much because i'm not going to get a galaxy tab even yeah. if it is available at 89 pounds in the uk for the 16 gigabyte model oh is that what they're saying oh, no, it's going to no, be sorry, available for? A totally different thing now i was talking about the hp uh, touchpad <laughs> so i'm getting well, yeah I'm but you could put you you can get like super geeky mixed, and you can get I'm, super geeky and put android on it yeah well i'm getting all all mixed up with my tab the pads and the tabs, like, <laughs> like you were. Anyway, as I'm, not, as I'm not going to buy a Galaxy Tab, it's not going to bother me that much. But, I, you know, throw into the mix that Apple are possibly being accused of inaccurate product information. It just all seems a poor way to stifle competition. Yeah, and it's not like with, with uh, a lawsuit that would be this big that somebody wouldn't notice this. So I, I don't think Apple did this on purpose. I think this was no. a mistake on the lawyer's part. But, get your act together, guys. Yeah, yeah, and let's let let's get away from this. It, I'm already getting ill thinking about lawyers and patent lawsuits. They're very downing uh, podcast this week. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Down, well, we, we, we have to we have to we have to laugh a lot to make death. up for it. <laughs> there, <laughs> just just to, just to even we it have all to out. Talk about midsummer murders. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what started it. That started the downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. So let's not do that next story about you know Apple planning with a rubber stamp. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, well, yeah. now we've mentioned it. Yeah, Santa Monica approved an Apple store, and it's got lots yeah. of glass. Seems seems to have been rubber stamped through. Everybody thinks Apple's too big. Moving on. Yep. And actually, <laughs> that's it for this for this segment. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, we got through that one. I know. So why don't you take us out? Well, everybody. Just remember, I'm back now, and you have to stand by to stand by, and we'll be all This is Travis Bryce from the geekiest show ever. And yep, you guessed it. GSE is back. Maybe not better than ever, but it's listenable. We talk about great things such as old video games. We'll talk about our podcasting setup. And uh, we'll talk about why nickels are the greatest invention ever. So uh, give us a listen. 
geekiest show ever, only on the My Mac Podcasting Network. You stay golden, pony boy. Professional. Man. I know. I know. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm a happy man. By, by I was just going to say, why are we recording in slow motion? motion. <laughs> oh, I, I was more along the lines of, uh, we're so depressed. <laughs> Midsummer murders. Yeah. Who, who's the android? What's the name of the android? That's uh... Data from Star Trek. No, no, no. The uh, the android, the miserable android in. Um... Oh, oh, uh, Marvin. Marvin, yes. yeah, Marvin, yeah. the paranoid android from yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's right, and nobody's come back to me with last year's last week's competition. Oh, I uh, I figured that out after I googled it. <laughs> I did cheat. Nobody. So so everybody else listening, and uh, let's get back to it later. We'll get okay. Back to the, yeah. Right. So okay. you've put in something about the iPad three being cancelled for 2011. That's right. Do you know what guy? Yeah. I didn't know they were going to put an iPad 3 out for the 2011. Well, oddly enough, <laughs> Apple didn't say a single word about it. However, all of, you know, I mean, basically, practically from the time that the iPad 2 was launched, you know, all these rumor sites came out saying, oh, well, the iPad 3, which is coming out just before Christmas, is going to have, you know, a retina display and, and it's going to cook your eggs for you and, you know, do all this stuff. Well, now all these same sites are going, Oh, the iPad 3 for 2011 has been canceled, <laughs> regardless of the fact that Apple hasn't said a single thing about it. Now, some reports are stating that supplies required for the iPad 3, including a similar retina display as the iPhone 4, has been canceled. Ah, issues with the display itself is touted as the reason, which, of course, Apple hasn't said anything about. However, considering that a fall release of another iPad was the subject of rumors and not based on anything said by Apple, I love this last line. It's hard to say just how accurate any of this really is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So accurate. <laughs> accurate rumors from China. Gotta love uh, it. it it's, I, I wonder whether Apple actually have somebody sitting watching all these rumors say, saying, you've got to come and see this one now. Come and have a look. Everybody. And they all gather around and have a good laugh. Yeah, every, every Friday. You know, I mean, just after just lunch say, to kind of, minute, kind of break the tension in the room. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, we're, we're tired. It's been a long week. Let's look at some of these Apple rumors for a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, but but I also wonder would any of them go. You know <laughs> Hang what? on, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, anonymous rumor source. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't thought of that. Oh, that's great! What a front-facing camera? Sure, why not? <laughs> oh dear, uh, dear. Speaking oh dear. Of, speaking now, of features, from my point, yeah, my point go ahead. View, I don't think there was ever going to be an iPad 3 in 2011. No. 
just look at, I mean, people would have gone crackers. They would have been absolutely crackers. Two iPads in one year. They, they wouldn't be able to afford it. Never mind, you know, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was never going to happen. Moving on. Moving on. When is, hey, Gaz, when is a feature more of a pain in the neck? I don't know, Guy. When is a feature more of a pain in the neck? <laughs> when it's autosave and some people don't want it to and they can't turn it off. Uh, Apple's <laughs> autosave was touted as a feature, but some people see it as a bug. Um, can you think of any good reasons to not autosave, and should Apple introduce a way to turn it off if the user desires? Um, <clears throat> okay. If it is autosaving versions, yes, I can think that's bad because I may not want lots of versions of a particular document being saved. Um, I know it's probably not going to take much in the way of space up there, but sometimes when you're looking through, because I, I've done this with um, Word documents on uh, that dreaded other platform uh, where <laughs> I've kept different versions just oh, in Linux. case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. right. Um, <laughs> where I've kept lots of different versions uh, of a document um, for various reasons. And I'll tell you what, you get to two or three and you start thinking, oh, no, I've got that bit there and I don't want that bit there and I've got this. Which is my latest one? And oh. So I can imagine some people not wanting that on versions. As to not uh, turning off autosave when you're doing a document, um, it, it's normally going to save your life rather than not save your life, having yeah. it turned on. Well, I, I could think of, you know, like, if you're doing, like, for example, uh, doing digital video in some program, yeah, and yes. you make a mistake and don't realize it, and then you get a little bit farther in the process, and then at the point where you would normally save, you say, oh, crap, I really didn't want to do that. But because all these different versions are saved, they can be really, really hard. And, you know, it, not just movies, but graphics, you know, if, if you're if you're creating a graphic and you've done something that becomes compounded as you're working with with the document and you're not quite sure where it was that you know the the last original good part was I, I, I think it's down to the application that you're using and the developer making sure that they think about the workflow that's going to go into production of that particular um application right so... but, see, but see the problem is now they have to take into account that in OS 10 Lion, that their documents are going to autosave, and or is that something that has to be turned on for Lion in each application? Well, you don't know, no, because certain applications don't actually take, um, they don't make use of it. So, if an application currently is in Lion and doesn't make use of that facility, I would assume that if you are producing a new application for Lion, you. St- Still, if you wish, do not have to make use of that facility. Hmm. All right. So it's still it's still dependent on the developer to turn that feature. I would have thought on. so. Yes, I would have thought so. Yes, definitely. Or, but possibly though, that could be part of like if you're making a program lion friendly, uh, that may be something you can't avoid. I don't know. I, I'm not a programmer. No, no, um, no. But I, I think that f- I, I can't imagine it would be that difficult to put an on or off switch on versions if 
or autosave if um, you know either in system preferences or even make it available as an on and off feature for developers to throw in. So you could go into the the preferences for a particular program and say autosave yes no. Well, what we've got to remember is, um, and I know we shouldn't really say this, but, we but, I'm, going, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> this is still relatively early days for Lion. Yeah, yeah, very true. And and there's still going to be a few wrinkles that you know need ironing out. Yeah, and and this is likely to be one of them. And I mean, who knows what's what's going to? You know, Apple has a tendency to to take certain bits of their operating system and refine them as the life of that operating system goes on. So we may see changes to uh, versions as time goes on. Even but, I mean, and I'm not talking about once we get to 10.8. I mean, from within the product cycle for Lion, it, is autosave different to versions? It is, isn't it? Uh, it's different if they make it different. You see, to me, versions is like something which gets put up into the iCloud to save, you know, versions of a particular document. Whereas autosave is saving it, you know. And again, I'm not using Line on my. Um, I, I, I hate to use the word production machine, but my main <laughs> machine. Um, so you're soaking in it. What lion? Yeah. Relax. It's from Apple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've not I've not drunk the lion Kool Aid yet. I'm afraid I've I've sipped it. <laughs> um, so um, for me, autosave would be a, a document being saved to your, you know your local uh, hard drive, and you basically yeah. placing it there. So you know, I've I think I've got to play a little bit more with um, you know. The auto save and well, the versions saving. Well, um, wasn't, isn't that called? Isn't that called versions? I thought that was versions, or am well, I thinking of something else? Well, I thought well, wasn't. Auto-save. I thought auto save was part of versions. We're completely showing our ignorance here now. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we're going to verify that. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Go ahead, guess. Okay, I'm just going to read from the Apple website because I think that's far and away. We've just been dis- discussing this left, right, and center, and it yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have been very interesting. Yeah. But basically, it, it, well, uh, before we go on, I, I have to admit I am a blonde from Florida, and I didn't always understand everything the guest was telling me. Go ahead, guest. <laughs> okay, so the Apple website is autosave in OS 10 Lion saves during pauses in your work, and if you work continuously, it will save after five minutes. It saves in the background so that you can work without the distraction of having to remember to save right. or being interrupted by progress bars. Now, that's autosave. Now, that's autosave. Now, if an application doesn't have versions then obviously that autosave could overwrite something that you've, you know, you want Previously to go back done. and, and right. make, that's right. You, you know, you want to go back because you had a, a good piece which all lined up and then autosave has saved some changes which you didn't want to make. Now versions... Damn auto, you, autosave! Yeah, now versions automatically records the history of a document uh, from the Apple website. It says, as you create and make changes to it, OS X Line automatically creates a new version of a document each time you open it and every hour while you're working on it. But you can also create snapshots of a document whenever you like. And what that means is those changes that you made, you could probably go back to, copy out and put back into your document if you so wish. Right. Okay. But this <laughs> this explains, I think, why some people don't want to use it. Autosave. Autosave, right. Yes. 
Yes. Now, if you've got both, you're probably okay. But if you've only got autosave, that's probably where the, the issue comes in for some people. Yeah, boy, but this, this it's all on. about it's all about workflow. It's all about how you you know how your workflow is. Yeah, and it and it's a relatively well, it it is a new process with Lion. Um, now, of course, Microsoft had something similar yep. with uh, Microsoft Office with some of the the programs from within Microsoft Office, but I don't think it quite worked in the same way. And I think it was it was really a, a resource and, and drive hog, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I, I've got to say though, I, I prefer to have auto save on. Um, uh, now, <laughs> okay, the reason I prefer to have auto save on was I used to produce some massive spreadsheets, and that's where I used to use it in Excel. And the problem is, you have a crash and you lost everything. Yeah. So that's why I had auto save on. What Windows now, crash? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Now it's less likely to happen on a uh, Mac, although it does happen. I'm oh, not yeah. say it never never happens. Um and I so I think that's why people are getting a little bit hacked off with it, is because it it's different to their normal work routine and they're not used to something being auto saved and them going back thinking, Oh no, I want to change that and go back to my original piece and it's been saved over and lost. Ah Boy, that went on much longer than I thought it was going to. You've only got it as three lines. I know, I know. And, I mean, we got more out of that than we did with uh, the WebOS, which I thought would be a much more complicated story. Ah, okay, uh, let's let's get out of that before something else bad happens. Okay, um, now. Let's talk about your competition. Well, it, it, as I hinted at the, at the start, I wonder whether nobody actually got this and they were all good enough to think, okay, I'm going to Google search it, and I'm not going to enter because I Google search it. And good on you. Good on you for those folks. But in case you missed it last time, (laughs) I'm just going to repeat my competition, which is what program does this little line Well, actually, it's from a movie. It's from a movie. Are you sure? Yep, positive. Now you've really got me upset because I saw that it was from the TV program. No, the TV program the was well. the okay, TV program was. was oh, now you've given it away, haven't you? Oh crap! No, I didn't. <laughs> I'll Not tell completely. them what it is, and I'll come up with the next. No, one no, 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 no. We'll okay, just... we'll make new friends. There's four thousand other people in this world. I didn't say what kind of program it was. <laughs> you did. You said it was. In no, I didn't. You just said it was. A... Okay. I just said it was a program on from the early 60s. You listen back. No, you just gave it away. You gave it away, guys. What's your pick? (laughs) My pick is, I hope I pronounced this right, the Melel word processor from Red Alex 2899 on the Mac App Store. It's a word processor. It has got all kinds of cool features. It's very easy to use. And I I actually have this and don't use it nearly enough, mostly because I... uh, I just haven't been able to to write as much as I as as I would like to do uh between work and everything else and doing the podcast each week. Most of my writing time goes toward putting together show notes for the next show. But I really like the Mel uh word processor. Twenty eight ninety nine. Okay. Now you mentioned um earlier today, and I'm not sure whether we mentioned it on the podcast or not. You're talking about how you're gonna live with the next Macworld with just your iPad. Yeah. Okay, well, 
My pick is something that um, I saw from, I think it was one of the Mac break or Mac tech um, video updates. And it's an application called Twisted Wave Audio Editor. And I haven't bought this yet, but it's in my list to buy. Um, it's a, basically a very easy to use audio editor and recorder. So you can record into it, but you can also dump files into your iTunes um, folder and um, make lots of easy audio edits to um, pieces that you've um, obviously done on your iPad. Or you can, it's actually a universal app, so you can use it on your iPhone as well, but I think it's more suited to your iPad. And it looks a neat little application. Yeah, so, it does look kind of um, cool. Yeah, it is. And it, um, um, I'll let me just, I think it's Mac Break Tech is the, uh, the podcast that um, I saw it on. So I've got to give kudos to them because I, I do keep an eye on, on that show because they sometimes comes up with little, uh, let me just see if I can pull it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not it. But I'm sure, Mac Break Studio. That's the one, Mac Break Studio. And it's the latest one which came out um, today. Oh, okay. So uh, just so this just came out, or the, that the podcast? Just no, came the out. podcast just came okay. out. This is this has been out a little while, um, but it uh, it's a it looks a, a cracking little app, and it's down in my uh, feed to purchase. And uh, because there are times when you know you can use your iPad, you can you can create your audio piece, and then obviously you can just do your little edits with this. Now you're not going to be able to do lots of overlays and stuff, but you know at least you can. Well, it's got, it looks like it has multiple tracks. It looks like it has multiple tracks, uh, or is that can, just two tracks? Yes, no, you, no, you can record in, in stereo, so it, it's not that you're going to have lots of multiple tracks that you can add to it. It's basically a you know a dialogue um, editor. Oh, okay, um, so if you're doing like interviews or something like that, then you can yeah, go back in yeah. afterwards yeah, and yeah. bump levels up, bump levels down. Whatever yeah, that's right. All right, that's that right. is cool. So um, there you go. That's one for you, really. It's um, six pounds ninety nine in the UK, and I think about ten dollars. Uh, over in the US. Yep. And twisted audio editor. Uh, twisted twisted wave, wave audio, audio editor. editor. That looks really cool. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, we have a people's pick, Gaz. Actually, <sighs> we have multiple people's picks. And yeah, so, so if your people's pick, if you've sent us in a people's pick and you don't hear it this week, don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. Find your towel. Don't panic. <laughs> So the first one is something called iQuiff. Now, it's not for hairstyles. <laughs> iQuiff, uh, let me read from the website here. iQuiff simply allows you to create transactions on your iOS device and email a QIF file which can be imported into Quicken, Money, iBank, or any other money-managing application that accepts the QIF format. Which is most of the better ones. Most of the better ones, yeah. Yeah, so this way you, you can get rid of all your paper receipts. Just go ahead and, and copy it down using this program and email it to yourself. And then drop it in when you get home. Absolutely superb. And I think it's about $1.99 from memory. Yep. Um, so thank you. And who gave us that? Oh, that uh, was Andy Hall. Well done, Andy. So I will. I will be sending Andy. I think this is his second Woody. Wow. Yeah, because I think he was one of our winners of the uh, uh, the bumpers contest, or maybe not. I'll have to, I'd have to look. 
But regardless, he, he, I will be sending him a Woody. And I think uh, you have his email address, or maybe we both have his email address, and I will get that out to him. Good man. Well done. And and as we say, we have had a couple of others, but be patient because um, we're holding them back for the time. <laughs> so we got one for next week. Oh, my goodness. Gaz, after yes. all of this confusion and well, insanity. Are you not going to mention iTunes? Uh, iTunes. <laughs> Vicky Stokes? Oh, oh, you want to do that first? Oh, okay. All right. You know what? <sighs> Sometimes I just don't know where my brain is. Um, well, before we do that, uh, we do have our Facebook page. And okay. if you can, please go. If you're on Facebook, please go to Facebook. Go to uh, facebook.com forward slash my Mac podcast and give us a like. We'd really appreciate that. And even better, if you could go to iTunes and give us a review on there, as did Vicki Stokes. Uh, she reviewed us recently on iTunes, and she called us a wonderful waste of time. And I just cannot find any argument with that at all. Nope. Um, now, we had a couple of um, feedbacks, which I can't remember actually mentioning in the UK uh, store. Uh, the one from If the Face Fits, uh, it says the banter between Gazmaz and Mr. Parrot Squat. <laughs> it's always worth a giggle whilst giving us a break, as while giving us great info on all Mac and iOS devices. Except for um, this week. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a must if you want an entertaining podcast. Okay. Keep it up, guys. Well, well thanks. If this, the face fits. Yep. This, this week was entertaining. I think it was definitely entertaining. <laughs> and one from Mike Bright, who I actually met while I was on holiday. Now, yeah, where, did, where, did you, where did you meet him? Down in, uh, down in were, Cornwall. Oh, man, that is so cool. Well, how did, yeah. did you know he was going to be there? Or did you guys just run into each other? Yeah, well, he's on Twitter, you see, uh, um, at Bright Photos, and uh, I'm often chatting with him. And uh, I basically told him I was coming down his way. And, uh, you know, we met up. We were going to have a beer, but it turned out to be a, a coffee on the top of a cliff looking over, <laughs> looking over the Atlantic. Yep, thank God you weren't listening to the podcast, or one of you might not have come back. Absolutely. Anyway, he says this is one of my favorite podcasts. Gazmaz and Guy are funny but informative. Oh, well, except this week. Uh, (laughs) And their lighthearted banter is always fun. I love the way Guy gives his opinion and Gaz disagreeing with him. I don't agree with that. No, I don't. Keep keep up the good work, chaps. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, everybody, who's done uh, iTunes comments either here in the States or... Or outside of the States, sometimes if, if we don't get to them right away, it's not because we're not looking. Sometimes we just don't know about them. Uh, these two are from like March and April, the last two that Gaz just did. Please keep sending them in. It really, really does help the show. Yeah, love you long time. <laughs> and so how can people get a hold of you, Gaz? Um, they can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz guy. Yeah. I bet, pe- I bet people, if they wanted to, could contact you. Well, if they really wanted to, I can be reached at guy at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> and of course, you can, you can contact uh, Fearless Leader Tim and complain about this show in particular uh, at feedback at mymac.com. And as Larry, my brother Larry knows, we have a Skype telephone number. Yep. And guess what? It's area code 703-436-9501. That is spot on, Gaz. 703-436-9501. 
and <laughs> that's in our show notes. And <laughs> so I have to say it anyway. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah. I've got to do the next bit in the show notes then. Oh, what's that? End. <laughs> no, I just did that. Bumped. Oh, did you? Oh, no. I wasn't listening. Here's the next one. Bumped. <laughs> okay, now we're just getting silly. Not like we've ever done that before. Stupid yeah, I can't help it. I just can't help it. Thank you all so very much oh, dear. for downloading the show. Can I go to bed now? Yeah, you can go to bed. I know it's late. And um, thanks again, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. The Limerick packs laughs anatomical into space that is quite economical. But the good ones I've seen so seldom are clean, and the clean ones so seldom are comical.